All right. What's up, y'all? Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Welcome on into the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. As you can tell by the truncated version of this intro, this is a breaking news edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Not just me. Uh, from across town, we've got our own Go Vols 24-7 recruiting editor, Ryan Callahan. And Ryan, uh, I guess first off, welcome on in. And why are we uh, why are we having a breaking news podcast? Yeah, some some good recruiting news for Tennessee. Uh, the Vols picking up uh, an in-state commitment for the 2021 class. Wide receiver Walker Merrill of Brentwood High School, just outside Nashville, uh, picking Tennessee after just recently announcing a top seven that included some other uh, other SEC schools, LSU, Ole Miss, uh, Vanderbilt, all, all in the mix. Uh, Duke was another contender at one point. So, uh, you know, ni- nice in-state pickup for Tennessee and, uh, and a guy they've been targeting for almost a year now, uh, picks the Vols and, and addresses what a position that obviously is, uh, is is going to remain a bit of a need, at least for Tennessee in, in the 2021 class as they continue to kind of move on from uh, the, the the era of Jawan Jennings and Marquez Callaway and the guys they've been sort of counting on at that position the past few years. So nice pickup for Tennessee and uh, a guy that I know they're happy to land in state. Yeah, the latest details we have on this kid, he is six foot one, 176 pounds, as Ryan mentioned, from Brentwood High School there in the Nashville area, also home of the the greatest uh, college sports uh, recruiting company uh, on the planet and best college sports uh, coverage on the planet there, 24-7 Sports, Brentwood, Tennessee, shout out. Uh, he is three hundred and seventy ranked 371st overall nationally. Uh, he is – so basically this is a pretty pretty high-ranked three-star, and this is a kid who has been a four-star before, who knows, could be a, a four-star again. Yeah, uh, four-star less than a month ago and and just, just slightly outside four-star range now. So anytime you're talking about a top 400 player nationally, that, that, that's a pretty good football player, and obviously rankings will change quite a bit between now and signing day. So he, he certainly – it would not surprise me at all if he ends up back in that four-star range by the time signing day rolls around. Ryan, what can you tell us about this kid as a player? Because you, you watch the film, and, and he seems to be just a pretty good, solid overall football player. There's some nice footwork on this film. There's – uh, a nice vertical. I believe you, you told me before we started uh, recording this just now that, that he's had almost a 40 inch vertical recorded before. So you can tell he's an athlete and it just seems to be like a kind of a guy that you'd like to have in your wide receiver core. Yeah. And I think that's a position where you want to diversify some too. So we, we saw Tennessee do that a little bit in the 2020 class. You know, they, they got the, uh, the taller receiver who can go up and get it in, in Malachi Weidman. They got the uh, the you know six foot guy with uh, with you know blazing speed and Jalen Hyatt. You got a guy who's uh, about the same size uh, but built a little bit thicker and, and and also with good speed that could line up you know inside or outside and and Jimmy Jimmy Callaway. So you, you want guys with different skill sets there. And I think Walt, Walker Merrill is a good kind of combination of a couple of those where he he plays outside a lot in high school has that size you know at six foot one where he's big enough to play outside and that's what he's used to doing. But but he also could fit comfortably in this in a slot role. You know, can kind of do a little bit of both. Um, you know, re- reminds you a little bit, uh, at least at least to me on film of, of a guy like Josh Smith um, from from just a few years ago at Tennessee, where you know he, he's willing to, to kind of go in there and, and, and make some of the tough catches across the middle and stuff. And we we saw that you know obviously Josh Smith uh, fought some injuries, but when he was when he was healthy and he was out there, he was a really good football player at yes, Tennessee. Yes, he was. And, yes, he was. And, and Walker Merrill, this is a guy with about 20 offers, uh, a, a pretty well-respected prospect nationally, whose whose recruitment has been uh, pretty active with some some big programs. So, 
uh, even compared to a guy like Josh Smith, who, who flew under the radar for a while before sort of getting an offer at Tennessee at, at camp going in his senior year, this is a guy who, who kind of exploded onto the map is going into his junior year. And, and Tennessee offered him, you know, again, almost a year ago and has been heavily involved with them pretty much since then. T Martin's been heavily recruiting him for a while. So th- this is not just, uh, you know, some, some okay player that Tennessee's taking a chance on in state. This is a, this is a nice pickup uh, that a lot of programs would, would love to have. And, a guy Tennessee's been recruiting for a long time, obviously. So I, I think it's a good pickup, you know, and, and what's going to be a fairly small receiver class for Tennessee in all likelihood, just because of their needs elsewhere. I think it makes some sense to take a guy like that who can, who can, who can fill multiple spots, who can, who can play slot or outside and, and who can, who can do a lot of different things. And, and also just someone that, you know, you can count on, uh, you, you don't want to have a, have a position filled uh, w- with the guy that you're not sure you're, you're going to be sold on later this year or that, might be looking around and taking a bunch a bunch of other visits. This is an in-state guy who, in all likelihood, will stick with you. I think, and and you know that someone you can sort of just help build this class uh, because you know obviously an in-state pickup obviously helps you uh, with some peer recruiting and things like that too. You hope so. Uh, and multiple benefits to getting a guy like this to to jump in th- this long before signing day and kind of get things started during this strange dead period of you know sort of weird recruiting where there's no visits going on uh, with all the coronavirus stuff it's it's nice to to get a pickup like this in state yeah and i'll tell you ryan I, one thing that i've really learned about this this coaching staff and and is that i i we have a lot of guys in this company who are just outstanding uh recruiting analysts guys who cover recruiting you know you're in that group obviously there we got a lot of people we got a big big armada of people who do this and and I don't pretend to be one of the the experts here, but what I have learned, uh, I th- I like to think that when they get there, I can say, okay, I think that kid's pretty good, or no, I don't I don't think that kid's very good. If I couldn't do that, what would I be doing in this job? And I'm what I'm saying is, I've learned over the past couple of years to trust most of these evaluations that are coming from Jeremy Pruitt and his staff. I, I think he had a reputation, uh, not just for being a really good uh, recruiter in terms of being able to kind of build relationships with coaches and players and their families. He also was known as a guy who could watch film and, and really have a pretty good eye for talent. And if you're going to, if Tennessee's going to take this kid right here, you, you got to go through a chain of events here, I'm guessing, you know, uh, the guy who's recruiting the national area, um, has got to like him, you know, T Martin, the wide receivers coach has got to sign off on him. Probably, uh, Jim Cheney, the offensive coordinator then probably has to be like, yeah, I like that guy too. And, and then the, the guy who makes the final call, Jeremy Pruitt, uh, he's going to look at that as a former defensive coordinator, one of the best in the country and look at it and go, you know what, that kid could give me some problems. So, yeah, I'm going to take that kid. There, there's a chain of events here on Tennessee staff, and, and this is a really good recruiting staff and a really good staff in general. So I think if they get to a point where they've followed this kid for a year, they've been seriously pursuing him for a year, and they want to offer him a scholarship, that to me says, I bet this kid's a pretty good football player because no one bats a 1,000. We all know that, but, but their, their batting average has been pretty good. Yeah, and well, and, and I think and I think Walker Merrill is one of these players that you're no no matter how it pans out at the next level, you're not going to regret having a kid like this in your program. Even even if for some reason he doesn't end up being a thousand yard receiver, whatever, he's going to be a good program player. Put in a ton of effort every day, be good in the classroom, be a leader, be all the things you want him to be. And on top of that, he also is, I think, a really good football player. So, I mean, you touched on it a few minutes ago, but 39-inch vertical last year at the opening regional that he attended. Um, that, that's really impressive for a guy who's, who's only 6'1". You, you don't see that all the time. 
Uh, yeah, so to have that kind any, of number. Anyone jumping 39 inches gets my attention. That, that, yeah. If you've ever seen a true like 40 inch vertical or right there around a 40 inch vertical, when you see that in person, it's, it's a staggering thing to actually watch someone who can get up that high. That kid can go up and high point the ball. If you can get up that high, you can go up there and you can high point the football. But he's also on film. I like his hands. I like his footwork. And if you can do all those things and you can learn an offense, you can be a really valuable player for a football program. Well, and that's the other thing I was going to touch on. So last year, and this, again, this is at the end of his sophomore year. So players improve on those times significantly all the time. But even at, at the end of his sophomore year, his 40 time at that time was around a 4-7 at that opening regional, which I know to, to a lot of people who, who are used to hearing nothing but 4-4s to 4-6s, that sounds not that fast. But that's actually pretty fast for a sophomore in high school and even faster than Ramel Keaton, the Tennessee rising sophomore receiver, ran as a junior. He ran a 4-8 at, at an opening regional. You'd be surprised how many good SEC players had times like that uh, when they were in high school. So the fact that he's got that kind of time, he's got that kind of explosion, obviously, to have that, that sort of vertical jump. And, and then you throw in what he can do um, just catching the ball. His, his catching is really impressive. I spoke with someone at a, at a seven-on-seven tournament earlier this year that just said, uh, just asked how things were going. They said, Walker Merrill's catching everything thrown his way. And and that's sort of the, the report you get on him everywhere he goes. He's just a, just a good football player that finds a way to make the play anytime there's a, there's a ball sort of in his area. And, and he, he can sort of make, make good little, uh, you know, sort of quick moves to, to get open when he needs to. He's used to operating in tight space, but he's also used to playing outside and, and, and you know, being able to, to run downfield. Uh, sort of sort of play the deep ball and, and, and do some things on the perimeter. So he, he can do just about everything you want at, at receiver and has a skill set that can that can offer that kind of versatility. So a lot to like there in addition to just sort of the intangibles that you know a, a good kid with a pretty pretty good GPA and all that stuff is going to add to your program too. So I think there's a lot to like here across the board and, and no reason for Tennessee not to be excited about it. You know, the, there's nothing more quarterback likes than two things. Uh, he likes an offensive lineman that keeps him clean, and he likes a wide receiver who he knows where that guy's going to be and then he's going to catch the ball. Uh, th- th- those are a quarterback's two favorite things probably on the planet. I would imagine number one is the guy keeping them healthy, their O-line. Uh, there, there's a reason why they take all those guys to, you know, breakfast and, and lunch and things like that when they can. Uh, and, and then, you know, get them ATVs and stuff when you win a Super Bowl at the uh, NFL level or whatever. And, and then uh, it's the wide receiver who you know they're going to be where they're supposed to be. You know you can trust them. If you've got any kind of a space-based offense, you know you can trust them to either catch the ball or make sure the other team doesn't. Th- those are a quarterback's favorite things. Absolutely. And and on top of that, I'll say this about his recruitment too. You know, this is a guy, he had a pretty active recruitment, again, around 20 offers or so, some big programs involved. Uh, and, and when you look at just sort of his situation, he was he was not born in Tennessee, although he's, he's spent more than half his life in Tennessee, he moved to the state when he was in first grade, he said. Um, you know, he was born in North Carolina, spent almost a year there and still has family there and, and kind of grew up liking UNC. Um, you know, if, if North Carolina had been more of a factor, they, they certainly could have been uh, a, a big player in his recruitment, but just haven't been all that aggressively after him. And then, uh, you know, he spent some time in Florida as well and, and before moving to Tennessee. So this, this is the kind of guy we've seen lead the state before. You know, we've talked about how transient this state is. And in some ways, he's an example of that, a guy who's not spent his whole life in the state. If Tennessee didn't do some things well in his recruitment, they absolutely could have missed out on him. But to his credit, uh, or to Tennessee's credit, they, they did a very good job of recruiting him, identified him early, jumped in, and and just sort of you know aggressively went after him. And T. Martin's built a really good relationship with him over the past year. 
Um, you know, again, it, it's all about identifying the talent. In this case, I think Tennessee did a really good job of recruiting him and making him feel wanted. And uh, obviously, even in a small receiver class, they decided this is the guy they wanted uh, to, to sort of be one of the in-state pillars of this class. And Ryan, before we get out of here, I, I do want to ask you this. I know that that everything with this coronavirus stuff is, is – uh, it's changing sort of the way we live temporarily. It, it, it's, I, I mean, I'm, I'm candidly, I guess, what, 37 years old. I, I've never seen anything like this uh, in, in in terms of just the way this has impacted society and our freedom of movement and the quarantining and all this. With Tennessee, with the recruitment right now, how important is it? And I know that there are much more important things out there than sports. Let's just get that straight out of the way. There are much more, there are things much more important than sports right now. However, this is a sports podcast, a recruiting podcast, so I'm going to ask you this. How important is it during this kind of awkward period here where you're, you can't really do any recruiting in person, obviously, it's, it's, there's a lot of stuff going on. How important is it to get some momentum going again in your direction, to get a commitment, to get kind of things moving again? I, I think that is kind of a big deal, and I, I think as much as anything, too, it's not wasting this time. I, I think the, the worst thing you could do is kind of just – sort of wait around uh, for visits to resume and not, not make any progress in building your, your class just because you're not having that face-to-face contact. So that's not to say you should push and desperately seek commitments just to get them. But I do think if there's a chance for you to get a guy like a Walker Merrill that you want in your class, you take him when you can, because this helps you build your class and what's going to be kind of, it's going to feel like an abbreviated year. You know, we don't know how the NCAA might adjust to all this, but I think, I think getting a kid like this and and yeah, like you said, getting some momentum too, it is important. We've seen Ohio state, you know, rack up a few commitments, some important ones uh, during this dead period, you know, not, not everybody's going to have that kind of good fortune, but, but certainly that, that, Hey, it it helps. And you'll take those kinds of players anytime you can get them. Uh, Tennessee, we, who knows? This might not be the only one they get during this dead period. We don't know of anything right now, but depending on how long this extends, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this goes another month or two if they get somebody else during this time. So you, you've got to make make the most of what you have. And uh, for those players who've been to Tennessee multiple times, and hey, Walker Merrill's been to Tennessee three times already, you're going to have chances to maybe get some commitments during this time. And I think it's important to do that so that you're not, you know, if this thing opens up in June where guys are able to take visits. You don't want to be having to scramble to get 15 guys to commit in the summer just to feel like you're in a good spot going into the season. You, you want to be able to sort of take guys when you're ready and, and and not have to scramble to fill spots. And this is a guy that obviously they're excited to have and fills a need and allows them to, to sort of not, not worry so much about the receiver position now with both he and Jordan Mosley uh, of Mobile, Alabama, all, both committed already and, and sort of having that position in very good shape going into the summer. Ryan, anything else, man, before we step out of here, just wanted to make sure that there wasn't anything else you needed to add. Uh, you know, that's, that's sort of the gist of it. And that's, that's sort of where things are at, but recruiting, you know, everything else is sort of on hold. Recruiting is not, you know, Jeremy Pruitt's made it clear recently that recruiting is not stopping. And that's one, the one thing they can still sort of continue to focus on. And we've seen new offers go out. We've seen Tennessee continue to have frequent contact with top targets. So, uh, this is a this is a time. It's a dead period technically, but uh, the, the schools that are that are making the most of this time and still talking to their top targets on a regular basis are are the ones who are going to going to be able to to sort of benefit from it or or come out of it okay. And uh, in Tennessee, again, you know, this is a good sign for them. I think to be able to get a commitment during this sort of uncertain period and, and to, to get an in-state guy they've been after for almost a year. Well, thanks, Ryan. I appreciate, it, man. We're gonna go ahead and step out of here. Uh, I think I'll get the music going and get us out of here. But uh, thanks for the time, man. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. 
Thank you for tuning in, as always. We appreciate it. I'm going to get out of here quickly. You can get all of us on social media. You can go to twitter.com slash govals247. You can go to facebook.com slash govals247. Or you can go directly uh, to, 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 let's see here, to directly to, 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 to. You can go to directly to govals247.com where you can get uh, the best coverage on Tennessee athletics. We're not slowing down, even though all this is going on out there, guys. Uh, we're we're going to keep – you look at the content numbers every day. We're going we're gonna to keep being there for you. We know you're, you're locked in wherever you are, and we're keeping you entertained. GoVols247.com. Plus, if you pay uh, for us, that means you get uh, CBS All Access access for free. And uh, right now, uh, sitting around quarantined, uh, that's, a, that's a lot of streaming options out there for you to catch up on. So go take advantage of that. Go to GoVols247.com. And if nothing else, we will see y'all soon. See you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.